This is Brian Hitano. Some of you are familiar with my blog. Well, now you're able to hear my blog in audio form. I have enlisted the help of two voiceover professionals to read my blogs so you can enjoy them through your headphones. An incident that occurred a few years ago left me scarred in more ways than one. You'll hear about it in this episode entitled, You Won't See Me Wearing a Speedo. I was disfigured, deformed and maimed in a Japanese restaurant. As a result of said destruction of my precious flesh, I will never realize my dream of becoming a swimsuit model for J.C. Penney. It started out as a nice dinner at one of our favorite Japanese restaurants, Samurai Sushi. Dad and Mom invited Auntie Fetty out for her birthday, and they included my wife, my daughter and me. My son had left for summer camp that morning so he missed seeing his dad scarred for life. As usual for a weekend, the place was very busy the sushi bar fully occupied, waitresses scurrying about. We were escorted to the corner booth. Cindy and I contemplated our dinner choices but chose our usual the gastronomical belly buster deluxe dinner of sashimi, tempura, beef teriyaki, chicken teriyaki, grilled mackerel and the, little did I know, deadly sukiyaki. I'll never eat sukiyaki again without breaking into a cold sweat. After the incident that would happen this evening, I even ate less than my aunt, who I outweigh by probably double. I can't recall the last time I ate less than Auntie Fetty, except at her wedding when I was five years old serving as her ring bearer. Our Caucasian waitress, not meaning to sound racist, but let's face it that's how we will remember her among the mass of Asian co-workers, looked awkward when she placed plates and sauce on the table. She was a tall, long-limbed gal who looked like Cameron Diaz. She had difficulty reaching across my body to put the plates in front of us. That should have tipped me off to put on my flame-retardant suit. But I ignored my intuition. I figured she didn't quite know how to put food on the table because she was new, not realizing I how dead on that theory of imminent danger really was until a few minutes later. She was new. And clumsy. We had just started plowing into our huge platter of food when I saw Cameron Diaz approach the table directly to my right. She had a boiling hot cauldron of sukiyaki in her left hand, and a tray in her right hand. The cast iron pot was balanced on a cast iron saucer, the total weight of both items about 20 pounds. Did I mention it was really hot? Then everything moved in slow motion. She came in with the pot for an attempted landing with the sukiyaki pot between my dad and me when the sheer weight or the heat of the sukiyaki, or the mere sight of me close up got to her. She dumped the molten lava liquid onto my right thigh and stomach, along with meat and vegetables. I sat in shock for a minute, much as you would do if something horrific like crashing your car or having a pigeon poop on your head as she meekly gasped and whispered something that sounded like sorry or maybe she said sashimi and quickly scampered away, never to be seen again. Another waitress arrived with towels to sop up the mess on the booth seat. She never bothered with the mess on my lap, maybe trying not to embarrass me further. I should be grateful. I guess fake leather is more important to keep clean than worrying about a customer whose seared flesh was causing other patrons to pivot their heads to look for the offending odor, which was like bacon with a hint of soy sauce as it charred my fleshy tummy and threatened to reveal the six-pack abdomen that I had been concealing for years. I remained semi-calm even though I had smoke wafting through the top on my shirt from the burn site. I ambled to the bathroom where I could examine myself and clean off chunks of tofu. 
No one else was in the bathroom when I lifted my shirt and saw the scalded skin that caused me to wonder if I could sue the restaurant. After all, a lady sued McDonald's after she spilled coffee on herself on the grounds that McDonald's didn't properly warn its customers that hot coffee was, well, hot, and could cause burns if spilled on your body. In my case, I wasn't at fault by dumping hot sukiyaki on myself, the waitress did that. Forget the millions of dollars that could be mine with a crafty lawyer. All I wanted was a little concern, real or fake, about my injury. I returned to the table and showed everyone my burned flesh by pulling up my shirt. I felt like President Lyndon Johnson in the 60s in that famous press conference when he lifted up his shirt to show reporters his appendix scar. To other people in the restaurant, I wonder if my skintastic exhibition caused them to gag, gasp in awe, or merely wish I would just cover up my big belly. Another waitress came by and I told her that I did incur major burnage to my body. She nodded and gave as much indication that she understood what had happened as if we had simply told her the air was breathable. She shrugged and went off to clean up the table next to us. The whole incident spilling the sukiyaki, my lifetime of embarrassment every time I take off my shirt because of the missing skin from the burn became the least of my concern. What bothered me the most was the way the incident was mishandled. No manager ever came by to see how I was doing. I asked to see the manager. This waitress said, the manager? Oh oh. She led me to a Korean lady without a name tag working near the front counter. I asked if she was the manager. She said the manager wasn't there but she was acting as the manager. So you're the manager? I explained the incident and lack of follow though by anyone. She appeared sincere when she said no one had informed her. She was one of those touchy-feely people who grab your hand, arm, shoulder whatever is within her grasp. I kept my burned stomach aimed away from her wandering hands. She assured me that she was very sorry and if someone told her about the destruction of my flesh, she would have been there. She pulled our ticket from the shelf and said, we won't charge you for your dinner the entire bill for all six of you. I told her that the accident didn't cause us to speak to her. Accidents happen, I said. But the lack of concern after the accident made me talk to you. I detected sincere concern in her eyes as she put the death grip on my forearm. I winced at the pressure, and having said my piece, returned to the table. Chong came to our table with a $50 gift certificate along with two plates of mochi ice cream. Mochi ice cream? Free dinner for all of us? A gift certificate? I felt like Seinfeld's Kramer when he settled a burning coffee lawsuit by asking for and getting free coffee, not knowing he was about to be offered $50,000. Should I hold out for more? Chong again apologized for the unfortunate way the accident was handled. She then started to transfer my just-delivered replacement sukiyaki from the cast iron pot to a styrofoam container. I quickly scooted away from her. She picked up on the fear in my face. I'll take this to the kitchen and take care of it for you. She was smart. No need to burn me a second time. I don't think the customers could have endured another whiff of my burning flesh. Although I admit I could stand to have some more skin seared off of me. After all, it would be easier than going on Weight Watchers. disfigured, deformed and maimed in a Japanese restaurant. As a result of said destruction of my precious flesh, I will never realize my dream of becoming a swimsuit model for JCPenney. It started out as a nice dinner at one of our favorite Japanese restaurants, Samurai Sushi. Dad and mom invited Auntie Fetty out for her birthday, and they included my wife, my daughter and me. My son had left for summer camp that morning so he missed seeing his dad scarred for life. 
As usual for a weekend, the place was very busy the sushi bar fully occupied, waitresses scurrying about. We were escorted to the corner booth. Cindy and I contemplated our dinner choices but chose our usual the gastronomical belly buster deluxe dinner of sashimi, tempura, beef teriyaki, chicken teriyaki, grilled mackerel and the, little did I know, deadly sukiyaki. I'll never eat sukiyaki again without breaking into a cold sweat. After the incident that would happen this evening, I even ate less than my aunt, who I outweigh by probably double. I can't recall the last time I ate less than Auntie Fetty, except at her wedding when I was five years old serving as her ring bearer. Our Caucasian waitress, not meaning to sound racist, but let's face it that's how we will remember her among the mass of Asian co-workers, looked awkward when she placed plates and sauce on the table. She was a tall, long-limbed gal who looked like Cameron Diaz. She had difficulty reaching across my body to put the plates in front of us. That should have tipped me off to put on my flame retardant suit. But I ignored my intuition. I figured she didn't quite know how to put food on the table because she was new, not realizing I how dead on that theory of imminent danger really was until a few minutes later. She was new. And clumsy. We had just started plowing into our huge platter of food when I saw Cameron Diaz approach the table directly to my right. She had a boiling hot cauldron of sukiyaki in her left hand, and a tray in her right hand. The cast iron pot was balanced on a cast iron saucer, the total weight of both items about 20 pounds. Did I mention it was really hot? Then everything moved in slow motion. She came in with the pot for an attempted landing with the sukiyaki pot between my dad and me when the sheer weight or the heat of the sukiyaki, or the mere sight of me close up got to her. She dumped the molten lava liquid onto my right thigh and stomach, along with meat and vegetables. I sat in shock for a minute, much as you would do if something horrific like crashing your car or having a pigeon poop on your head as she meekly gasped and whispered something that sounded like sorry or maybe she said sashimi and quickly scampered away, never to be seen again. Another waitress arrived with towels to sop up the mess on the booth seat. She never bothered with the mess on my lap, maybe trying not to embarrass me further. I should be grateful. I guess fake leather is more important to keep clean than worrying about a customer whose seared flesh was causing other patrons to pivot their heads to look for the offending odor, which was like bacon with a hint of soy sauce as it charred my fleshy tummy and threatened to reveal the six-pack abdomen that I had been concealing for years. I remained semi-calm even though I had smoke wafting through the top on my shirt from the burned site. I ambled to the bathroom where I could examine myself and clean off chunks of tofu. No one else was in the bathroom when I lifted my shirt and saw the scalded skin that caused me to wonder if I could sue the restaurant. After all, a lady sued McDonald's after she spilled coffee on herself on the grounds that McDonald's didn't properly warn its customers that hot coffee was, well, hot, and could cause burns if spilled on your body. In my case, I wasn't at fault by dumping hot sukiyaki on myself, the waitress did that. Forget the millions of dollars that could be mine with a crafty lawyer. All I wanted was a little concern, real or fake, about my injury. I returned to the table and showed everyone my burned flesh by pulling up my shirt. I felt like President Lyndon Johnson in the 60s in that famous press conference when he lifted up his shirt to show reporters his appendix scar. To other people in the restaurant, I wonder if my skintastic exhibition caused them to gag, gasp in awe, or merely wish I would just cover up my big belly. Another waitress came by and I told her that I did incur major burnage to my body. She nodded and gave as much indication that she understood what had happened as if we had simply told her the air was breathable. She shrugged and went off to clean up the table next to us. 
The whole incident spilling the sukiyaki, my lifetime of embarrassment every time I take off my shirt because of the missing skin from the burn became the least of my concern. What bothered me the most was the way the incident was mishandled. No manager ever came by to see how I was doing. I asked to see the manager. This waitress said, the manager? Oh oh. She led me to a Korean lady without a name tag working near the front counter. I asked if she was the manager. She said the manager wasn't there but she was acting as the manager. So you're the manager? I explained the incident and lack of follow though by anyone, she appeared sincere when she said no one had informed her. She was one of those touchy-feely people who grab your hand, arm, shoulder whatever is within her grasp. I kept my burned stomach aimed away from her wandering hands. She assured me that she was very sorry and if someone told her about the destruction of my flesh, she would have been there. She pulled our ticket from the shelf and said, we won't charge you for your dinner the entire bill for all six of you. I told her that the accident didn't cause us to speak to her. Accidents happen, I said. But the lack of concern after the accident made me talk to you. I detected sincere concern in her eyes as she put the death grip on my forearm. I winced at the pressure, and having said my piece, returned to the table. Chong came to our table with a $50 gift certificate along with two plates of mochi ice cream. Mochi ice cream? Free dinner for all of us? A gift certificate? I felt like Seinfeld's Kramer when he settled a burning coffee lawsuit by asking for and getting free coffee, not knowing he was about to be offered $50,000. Should I hold out for more? Chung again apologized for the unfortunate way the accident was handled. She then started to transfer my just-delivered replacement sukiyaki from the cast iron pot to a styrofoam container. I quickly scooted away from her. She picked up on the fear in my face. I'll take this to the kitchen and take care of it for you. She was smart. No need to burn me a second time. I don't think the customers could have endured another whiff of my burning flesh. Although I admit I could stand to have some more skin seared off of me. After all, it would be easier than going on Weight Watchers, 